Greetings, peasants. I mean, hello, brave warriors, noble adventurers, and devious dungeon masters. Welcome back to the Knights of Nerds podcast. This is Tim. I'm the dungeon master, and I want to say thanks very much for listening to this. Before we get into today's episode, just a quick announcement. Katie, who plays Hella Yakbreaker, and who also played Vanna Helsing in the previous campaign, um, has decided to not continue um, permanently with with the adventuring group. She's become very busy with work, and unfortunately, this is impacting her ability to commit time to the group. So, um, you know what? Like, I keep her, you know, since she's my wife, I keep her up to date on all the goings-on in terms of the, uh, the, the campaign. So she may still join the occasional session here or there, but... Um, for the time being, it will be the Faerun, well, I guess it's still the Faerun 4, I guess, if we count um, Tom and all the NPCs that Tom represents. So it'll be kind of like the Faerun 4 with an asterisk in that there are really three of us. Which is interesting from a balancing perspective because now we have no frontline fighter. I guess that would be, I mean, I don't know who it is. Certainly not me, the cleric. It's not like I'm a war cleric or you know, proficient in heavy armor. So, um, yeah, I think things are going to be a little bit rough until we figure out um, this new dynamic. In any case, there's still lots of immaturity, so that will remain consistent. So, enjoy. Hello, adventurers. It's good to see you again. Yep. It's been a little bit since our last play session. <laughs> yes, it's been a bit. When did, Just a touch. when did we last play? It was January. January. Oh my god. Jeez. It's April. <laughs> yeah. You know what, guys? <laughs> no wonder I had no clue what was happening. It's been uh it's, Yep. It's been a it's been a yes. minute. But we're back, and that's what's important. Dun, 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 also, dun, 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 I lost my hard drive that had all of my D&D stuff on it. <laughs> so, if some of the details of uh, the world change, uh, please forgive me. Screw you. <laughs> <laughs> but it's all good. We're going to keep trucking with it. you got to get on the cloud, man. That's only the, I said. Only the hardest the core of fans will remember. Or will call us out anyway. <laughs> That'll be a fun thing. You can yeah. let me know on the Discord chat what what facts that I've presented have now changed. Uh, so that'll be a little fun thing for you guys to look for. This will be the 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 timeline split. Mm-hmm. We're now in part of the multiverse. Mm-hmm. Speaking of multiverse, uh, so let's get into some recap for you guys. So I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Wait. Again, What's pretty sure it's been a little while. What's so the last time... <laughs> there's a multiverse in this world. Don't even get me started. Speaking of multiverse, let's recap. Yeah. You know what else about the multiverse, guys? Shut the fuck up and let Tom talk. <laughs> in one of the multiverses, you guys shut the hell up and let me talk. But not this not one. This one. It is not this one. <laughs> All right, so... Yeah, last session, I'm pretty sure, was your return from Oakhurst. Um, So you were picked up by Groggery, and you had a wonderful cart ride back to uh, the city. Uh, And on your way back to Waterdeep, 
I know there was at least one encounter where a farmer's fields were being burnt to get rid of a disease that was spreading. And there was some um, guild members from the Benevolent Hand there um, to eradicate the disease crops. And uh, I think Brock had a little bit of a confrontation with uh, Hugo Fitzmonster. But he had great self-control, and it didn't come to blows. Um, I think he just continues to curse his name, but I'm sure they'll meet again. On returning to the city, I believe uh, security around the, the different districts was pretty high. There's still... Like, the general population is still suffering. There's been some sicknesses going around. Um, and, you know, and, and people without much money are, are suffering a little extra right now in the city. It's called bonus suffering. Yeah, bonus suffering, you're right. But nonetheless, you made it back, and for the first time you saw um, the guild building where Darius... Uh, <laughs> who I, of course, remembered his name. Uh, <laughs> the guild leader of Ion's knowledge. Um, and you met Darius face-to-face for the first time. Um, the guild building is an old library. It, it's it got the bones of a good and impressive building, uh, but it has not been looked after. You briefly talked to Darius, and... He gave you, I think, a little bit of a... I, I didn't have it prepared, so it wasn't the best. But um, basically told you guys that you were chosen because he had... He's doing a lot of divining lately, and he's seen some bad things in the future. And you three um, were also seen in his divinations, and he believes you have the potential to help him uh, stop the coming evil. Um, but it's going to be tough work. And so he's going to provide support to you as a, a licensed guild and allow you to take on jobs um, in return for helping him um, try, and, try and fight against uh, you know this potential evil that's coming up. So you were given uh, full guild seals, you're licensed to work in uh, any of the surrounding lands. And you were also uh, given use of kind of like a bunk room. It's a big open space. It's got some kind of shitty beds. Um, I'm assuming uh, Cass probably had to push like three of them together to fit because he's like eight foot tall and he's giant. But it's got all the basic amenities an adventurer needs, including a little lockbox for each of you to keep your goods. So... It's always nice to have a secure place to return to. And yes, um, you did find out that despite your valiant effort, um, the prince was cured while you were off obtaining the magical apple. How dare you. And so that's a bit of a bummer. But hey, you still completed the quest. And you are also turned in the super creepy research notes that you found. Um, on the lower level of the Sunless Citadel. And so Darius is going to go over those and take a closer look. I think at this point, the three of you have spent a few days um, being able to get used to the bunk and just kind of resting up after a long journey. And 
at this point, this is where I will mention it's very cool. I've seen a lot of movies that use the multiverse, and so I'm doing it too. <laughs> <laughs> While you guys were sleeping one night, this arcane wind just blew over the land. It was not detected by anyone, even a very high level magic user probably wouldn't have noticed. But uh, unknown to your characters, there is a change in the multiverse. Most of everything is going to stay the same, except for things that I get wrong because all my information was deleted. (laughs) (laughs) And the fact that currently Katie is not with us. Who's Katie? So as far as you guys remember... Dude, you make it sound like my wife died. She's alive. (laughs) (laughs) Well, sorry. Yeah. She did. Who's the character's name? Hella? Tim killed her and kept her in the basement again. Again? Yeah, you guys... You guys no longer have any any memory of Hela. As far as you know, it was the three of you that went on the adventure and retrieved the apple. Um, It just works. Don't question it too much. (laughs) (laughs) Does that mean... Does that mean we... Are we at a higher level because we split that experience three ways instead of four? (laughs) Nope. Also, where to go that? (laughs) <laughs> Does she have more gold? <laughs> Does that get Maybe. Too? There's no corpse. Nope. We can't loot it. Damn it. <laughs> she just Stupid wasn't. Stupid multiverse. <laughs> yeah, you know. Uh, Tom, I gotta say, I really love your your go get em spirit of introducing a multiverse um, <laughs> instead of just saying that Hell is like off on her own adventure and we'll maybe run into her again sometime soon. You invent well, this complete ideas, alternate reality. <laughs> I, I'd love Katie back and whatever, and I'm choosing to go for the multiverse so that at any point in time, I'm just going to multiverse her back in there, <laughs> adjust her level to work it's with you guys. That's going to be because his word. I, I don't want to degrade her to like a random NPC and then get complicated with the storyline. So multiverse. she's just going to reappear back in your party as if she was always there if she chooses to come back. I don't want to get complicated with the storyline. She shows up and she's like, hey, just so you guys know, the other cast in and... <laughs> These guys, they're doing great. You guys suck. We're going to be like, what are you talking? Who are you? (laughs) She doesn't know she's in the multiverse, okay? Oh my gosh, I love this so much. (laughs) I'm making it work. Yeah, it's it's happening. Just don't question Mm -hmm. it. It's multiverse. Yep. Well, and to um, smooth over a little bit of that, there is a change that I also want to make because I'm a benevolent dungeon master and everyone loves me. Which is, um, Candace, your nightcaller whistle. Don't you? So normally, I'm, sh- I, I'm sure you have the, the description in front of you mm-hmm. and you're super well prepared. Yes. But just in case you don't, normally it lets you use, uh, I mean, maybe I should pull it up myself before I talk shit, but. Um, <clears throat> is it like once a week you could. No, like once a day. Blow it or something? No, it's once a week. Once a day to keep, you can, to keep what alive. You can blow the whistle, and it basically lets you cast the animate dead spell. Now, there was, you know, it had some wording where you can, uh, you have control of it for 24 hours, and then every 24 hours you can blow the whistle to reassert control. You could have had up to two creatures animated with it at the same time. What? I could have had an entire dance ensemble? Dance. Yes, but instead, <laughs> I'm gonna... I'm going to offer a variant on your Nightcaller. So instead of... It's oh, man, I've heard enough about variants in the news already. Boo. <laughs> oh. 
No, this is a good variant. So instead of being able to summon up to two creatures and it requiring like a corpse to animate, this Nightcaller will now allow Bony Danza to be summoned with a blow of the whistle. <gasps> and then ethereal bones will appear and form into his ancient elvish skeleton, including his scarf or whatever that you gave to him. Uh, he can still be controlled with a bonus action. And instead, once every 24 hours, you can blow the whistle to resummon him. So you can you can summon him, you can get rid of him, and then basically it it has like a charge that recharges every 24 hours, let's say, or like a long rest, basically. Because I feel like you know you want to keep Boney Danza around. I You've do. been attached, so we're gonna change the rules so that it's a Boney Danza Nightcaller now. So he didn't turn into ash and disappear from my life for forever. No, now he's just magical bones. I mean, ethereal bone. Title of your sex tape. Ethereal oh bones. I was gonna say a new band name. <laughs> we are ethereal bone. Get ready to dance. <laughs> Dawn's ensemble. Oh, why do people listen to us? <laughs> yeah, anyways, I mean, Thorne would just be like, cool. But I'm very excited. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that was better suited. So. Coming home now, Boney Danza. All right, so I think that's an all right recap. Is there anything that you guys remember that I left out? Uh, I remember we talked about just kind of like chilling out at the place, like if we were going to live here, and Hugo was all like, bro, I live like two blocks away (laughs) in a much better house. (laughs) That is true. But uh, I don't know what his family life is like, so you never know. That's all I know. Uh, I mean... Cass, Cass has to stay here because this is nowhere near where I live. Yeah, and I just I had said that I wanted to stay near uh, a window that faced a covert street. Oddly specific. Yeah, I mean, this is a shitty guild compared to most, so uh, it's covert in terms of like ain't no ain't nobody coming here. <laughs> cool. <laughs> really, really gonna boost your social status there, Hugo. Hugo. I don't know how to respond to that. (laughs) Chooses not to respond in order to (laughs) save face. I almost thought he had internet problems again, but you shouldn't because he's on the fancy Starlink. Mm -hmm. Oh, dang. It's way better. Very nice. Which you're coming through clear. You sound great. It's true. No more auto-tune. I will miss the auto-tune, though. All right. So if you're ready to do some new stuff... So I'm yeah. just going to say before before we do some new stuff, whenever the you said we've been here for like a few days now and we've kind of gotten used to the place and whatever the last night was, I cast Goodberry. <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course. You've always got them in your pocket. Yep. So yes, you've had a couple nights. You've been able to rest up <clears throat> and get acclimatized to the new uh, guilds that you're staying at. Um, I would say... You guys have been able to confirm with just, like, general chatter around town that, uh, yes, the prince has uh, been cured. And, in fact, uh, they've even have loose plans to throw, like, a celebration for his recovery. And at this point, uh, as you 
get up and leave the bunkhouse for the day, uh, Darius approaches you. And Darius says, um, he greets you all. So yes, Darius says, uh, Castan, Hugo, Thorne, it's good to see you. Um, I have some, I have some news. I've been investigating this very strange, uh, recovery of the prince, and uh, I would like to know more. And so I would hope you would be willing to take on another mission for me. I wish you to gather information on who and how the prince was cured from this disease. Um, the, the members responsible have kept a very low profile, but I have my suspicions that something is not quite right. And so I propose to you three, go out to the city and attempt to acquire information on how this cure was provided to the prince. You know, it's funny because I was legit going to just ask you, hey, can we find out who the other <laughs> the guild was that uh, that saved him? It was the benevolent oh. hand. Why, yes, you can. <laughs> so there may be many ways that you could find this information, but I have a couple ideas to help you out. Yeah, if you've got some leads. My thoughts are that a royal family of sufficient status might have this information as... You know, statecraft and uh, being in the know is essential to any uh, high-class family. Um, alternatively, uh, some of the seedier bars by the ports specialize in uh, rumors and selling information. Or a third option is uh, some of the merchants has been known to trade information as well as goods, as they are always trying to make extra gold. And there's a few dwarven merchants that, in particular that you may be able to acquire information from. So you may choose what your interest is. Those are the options that I have thought of that may assist you. I would like you to uh, gain whatever information you can and follow up on it if you deem that uh, possible. And uh, hopefully you come back to me with some good news. Yes, while you're out in the city, please feel free to visit any uh, merchants or uh, smiths or, uh, you know, anything that you wish to do for your own interest. Yeah, so we can, I'm just going to review, we can either go see the Dwarven people for back alley, pay them money, they'll give us info, N a noble family to give us well-connected family to give us information. And there was one more that I did not register. A seedy bar uh, by the ports. Seedy bar by yep. the ports. That seems more of Thorne's thing. Though, the noble family. How noble is your family? I mean, we know, uh, we know noble families. I mean, we... <laughs> we're upper class. I don't know that we're in the nobility. I don't know. Maybe in, in an older multiverse they are... You never know. Multiverse is just the one we're going to use for everything. <laughs> I'd say you'd, you'd at least have some connection, possibly through your family, that you, you might know uh, someone that you could go to. Hmm. It's like three avenues, and there's three of us. Do we split the party and each have our own little mini-adventure? You know, or you could just do them like, 
one at a time, or pick one. <laughs> or, or together. Yeah, just saying. Just, just saying you can not split the party. <laughs> well, I'm I'm for heading to the seedy taverns. Like, I, I don't know how I feel about my family right now. I don't know if I'm in the mood for a visit. I'm definitely for the seedy tavern as well. Cass is unusually quiet. Therefore, I feel like we should just go with our ideas, Hugo. Yeah, our <laughs> podcast crew is dropping like flies. All right, Cass gets back from the washroom. <laughs> <laughs> or, or wherever he was. No, the multiverse. Happened? He was somewhere else. He didn't exist. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You guys, what happened? Yeah. We're going to so a seedy rock- bar. <laughs> we're going to a seedy bar. Okay. All right. So do you think... Um, out of the three of you, would any of you have, like, a backstory that would lead you to have, like, information about a bar that you might, you might know of? Yes. Not even a little bit. Yes. Okay. (laughs) So Thor knows a place where she might be able to get some people. That's why one thing I was going to ask you, I was like, wait a second, like, now that we're in town, we've never actually touched base about, like, how connected i was previous to everything mm-hmm. <laughs> also at some point we should definitely go see toric and get your sword all oh my sword because didn't rurik say he could probably like turn it into a different type of sword while maintaining didn't we talk the properties to him already? that's what i thought yeah no, i think it was rurik, rurik mentioned that. his cousin turek who is a uh, reforger. Mm-hmm. And I think I still have this map, but from your little map of Waterdeep. So I'm going to say, Thorn, you know of a man called Randy Jangles, who uh, <laughs> trades in rumors. And you know that he frequents uh, a bar in the Dock Ward. And to get to the Dock Ward from your guild up in the North Ward, you would have to pass through the trades ward and that is where uh, the dwarf Torek has his smithy set up. You want to stop by uh, Torek on our way to see Randy Jangles? Yes. Seems like the thing to do. Randy Jangles! Alright, so you're going to go stop. So yeah, you head on the town. You know, parts of the streets are busy but it's a fairly normal day. As you come into the trades wards, uh, you can smell... You know, the, the smells of, of work, you know, sweat, the forges burning, you know, there's sounds of hammering, uh, iron. And after a little bit of looking around, you find Torix Smithy. Uh, he is, as you approach, it's, a, it's open in the front, and you see a similar-looking dwarf. Um, and just as you're... You know, questioning if this might be the right place, uh, you hear a distinctive laugh. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's no doubting now. This must be Turek. All right. So I walk up to Turek, and I, with two hands, ha- like try and throw my large, oversized sword. Why would you throw it? <laughs> <laughs> Throw it. Just like I set, just it, on set it on the table. Jeez. table. <laughs> For like, no, Thorn, he's a friend. <laughs> <laughs> I decapitate him. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. Oh, God. <laughs> Immediately, you're wanted in the city already. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, I put it on the table and I'm like, hey, 
Rick, Rick said you could do something with this. <sighs> Aren't you supposed to be charismatic? I was going to say. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> That's better. Jeez. You sound like. Rick said you could do something with this. <laughs> Doesn't mean sing it. Like introduce uh, you're yourself. A, you're an odd bunch. Uh, <laughs> how do you know my cousin Rick? Sorry, <laughs> I can't. Okay. Uh, he happened to be working in a town that we most recently saved from eternal damnation. <laughs> <laughs> Oakhurst faced eternal damnation. Yes, <laughs> yeah, from a golly. blight, a horrible hellish blight. Good thing there's none of that around. <laughs> Would you by chance have a small note that he wrote to you as an introduction to me? Oh, yes. I do remember a small piece of paper and I pull it out of my bra. <laughs> oh, you gross. <laughs> Sorry, it's, uh, it's just you don't even have a beard. It's, just, you, know, you know, everyone's got their interests. <laughs> uh, he looks over the note briefly. And he goes, yep, 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 all right, sounds about right. And it's not the first time we I like to make recommendations in between the family. Uh, so, is the sword what you hear about? <laughs> Did the sword give it away? <laughs> <laughs> well, I kind of just, like, whipped it out. So <laughs> just looking down at the table, uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Whipped it out, I was like, do something with this, and then she was licking her lips. <laughs> Well, as my cousin, I'm sure, informed you, I am a magic weapons reforger. Uh, so what would you like done with this fine thing? And he starts looking over. He's inspecting it closely. Uh, he pulls out a small arcane focus. You know, He's trying to get a sense of the magic enchantment that's on this weapon. Cool. I'd like to be able to wield it properly. And I... I'm strong, yet not strong enough, apparently. <laughs> okay, I mean, it is quite a, a large, long sword. Um, I could reforge it into anything of smaller size than it. So do you have a, a particular weapon uh, type in mind that would be suited for you? Um, a rapier? Yes, it, it could be reforged into a rapier. Now, the enchantment on it, as far as I can tell, is... Hmm. Oh, yes, this this would do quite a lot of damage to an inanimate object, it seems. Now, reforging is a bit tricky. I could definitely keep the same enchantment on the metal and reforge it into a rapier for you. But there's also a chance that I could alter the enchantment a bit. Mm-hmm. Go on. Well, before I mention that, there's, of course, a cost associated. Uh-huh, so yes, money, money. You're going to get the discount for the family discount. Well, knowing the family, you're not part of the family. Clearly, no beard, as I said before. <laughs> uh, but it's a hefty discount, nonetheless, because you're new customers, and I'm sure you'll be back. That's so kind of you. So, while I reforge this, there'll be a little bit of metal left over. So I will reforge a rapier from it if I get to keep the extra metal. And I can change the enchantment for the low, low cost 
of 200 gold. To what? You have five options. Oh. It could be breaker, defensive, distraction, force, or sunder. I don't even know what that last word means. <laughs> sunder is on a successful critical hit. Uh, the weapon breaks the opponent's weapon or shield. <gasps> like what happened to my rapier. Mm. That's cool. Uh, and the others, could you elaborate what they do? Uh, yes. Uh, breaker is on a crit. The weapon breaks a bone in the target. Defensive is once per day as an immediate action. If a melee attack against the player would hit, you can re-roll and take the lower result instead. Distraction, once per short rest, the weapon can create a trailing blur, which confuses an adversary, allowing the wielder advantage on an attack roll. And force is on a crit, the weapon knocks the target away five feet in whatever direction the wielder determines. I want to break a bone. Yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> you break a bone? Breaker, please. All right. <laughs> So yes, you exactly can change. It'll now be so you'll have a plus one rapier with a breaker, which is on a successful critical hit attack roll. The weapon breaks a bone in the target. Oh my god! Damn. It's gonna be up to the DM what bone breaks, but it's funny bone. What do you mean his pinky toe again? <laughs> his penis bone. I that was like <laughs> penile bone. <laughs> Sorry, I've had so many dicks on maps that it's just, <laughs> it just degraded my sense of humor. Time. Yeah. All right, so you got that down there? Uh, a rapier plus one. Yep. So that's plus one to attack and damage rolls, and it's a magic weapon now as well, which is, well, oh, yeah, it's a magic weapon. And on any crit, it can break a bone. Well, like On a successful crit. Yeah. Nice. That's cool because it's not just like once a day sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I give him 200 gold. Excellent. We're going to say he does fairly quick work because you guys have other things to do. So I think you wait like a few hours, um, but he gives you your weapon and you're good to go. In that time, I just got um, some CD bars. It's probably good that it takes a bit of time because most people in CD bars do their work uh, once the sun starts going down. So I'll say it's like evening. You know, it's getting close to when you could start drinking without social shame. <laughs> Wait, is 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 Turek a was he a dwarf or a gnome? He's a dwarf. Yeah, Rurik and Turek, they're they're both dwarfs. Okay, so wait, while we're while we're here, I might just ask Turek if he knows any uh any if he has any contacts to any dwarven merchants around. Of course, there's many dwarven merchants. What kind of uh what are you looking to buy? Uh, information? Oh, very interesting. Hmm. Well, yes. Now, information's a bit tricky, but in fact, I know of a little game going on tonight between some of the dwarven merchants, Ooh. and uh, a few of them are quite well informed. Now, they love a good gamble, so I think if you uh, check them out, you might be able to find what you're looking for. Interesting. So he, he jots down an address. It'll take you to a small street with like a roundabout or a, like a crescent at the end. And is it, there you go. Is it kind of, is it sort of nearby? Like, is it in the, the trades ward? 
Uh, yes, it's in this district, just a couple streets down. Yeah, some fellow dwarven merchants. Cool. Thanks, Torque. I appreciate it. No problem. Come back anytime. All right. Should we go hit the club? All right. You guys going to go see Randy, Randy Jangles? Oh, yeah. Randy Jangles. Yankees has got to come up with names, you know? Yeah, what's what, what bar does he hang out in again? What's the seediest oh, bar uh, name? That's a come on, guys. That's a good question. You're like the best at coming oh, up with seedy bar names. Bar name? The moist clump. <laughs> um, we're gonna say semen, semen. Ew. <laughs> it's very seedy. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> no. Uh, no. Yeah, respect mm-hmm. Candace. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I have one. He's um you recall that um on this night of the week he he likes to hang out at the Friendly Flounder. <laughs> friendly Flounder. Friendly Flounder. Yep. It's a small tavern. Um but uh Thursday nights are an event night. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say yeah, it's a Thursday. Thursday nights are ladies' night. <laughs> <laughs> well, not ladies night it's actually man's night oh. all right let's hit up the sausage fest guys <laughs> all right so you make your way down to the dock ward uh the sun is starting to lower you can smell the salt water and weird fishy smells uh, as well as a slight hint of garbage and sewage uh, you know typical smells from the docks you pass a number of Nice-looking, bustling taverns. Some people selling the end of the day's catch on the street uh, before coming up to the Friendly Flounder. The sign over the door is a silver fish with a big, toothy smile. Uh, The door is open, and you can hear um, hooting and hollering from inside. It sounds like something pretty exciting is going on. And as you enter... You see that some of the tables are pushed away from the center of the room to, to make space for um, what you now see is a number of guys arm wrestling. Oh, God. <laughs> Just when our strength-based character left. So, Thorn, um, as you come in, you scan the room, and uh, you can tell that Randy is currently sitting at one of the arm wrestling tables. Uh, the bar is open. You know, the place is there. Well, I stride in confidently and sit down at a table. So is Randy, J- I'm going to ask Thorne, is Randy Jangles one of these guys arm wrestling? What does he look like? Describe him in detail. <laughs> yeah, Thorne, describe him. <laughs> Describe Randy Jangles in detail. Wait, well, is Randy Jangles that guy over there that has both eyes on one side of his head? <laughs> no, no. That, that's the flounder. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was just, yeah, I was just pointing to the bar side, like, oh wait, is that a person? <laughs> that's not one of these common folk. <laughs> is Randy Jangles like a human? Yeah. Is Randy Jangles sure. that that? gnome over there that has the piercing that goes like from his belly button to his asshole <laughs> he won't stop Outside bending over pants? that's why i've seen it. that's why i'm seeing it so much 
no, actually, I, I'm pretty sure that's Jeff. Is it? Wait, is Randy Jangles the guy over there with the the leather vest and like Jangles bedazzled on the back of the vest? Yes. Oh, that is exactly him. <laughs> He's got um, a copperish mutton chops and a receding hairline. <laughs> and he, he rocks that vest like a champ. The best thing about the, the vest is it keeps his big, beefy arms free. Yeah. Oh, to damn. arm wrestle. <laughs> Heck yeah. Okay, so I identified Randy Jangles, so maybe now we can make an introduction. <laughs> yeah, there's some history there. So uh, just give me a second and I'll go on over. So I walk up confidently to Randy Jangles. I'm like, hey, Randy. Ooh, hey, Thorn. How you doing? I've been better. Yeah, haven't we all? But nonetheless, we keep getting through the days. Yeah. Are you here to, for a drink? To hang out? To catch up on old times? Yeah. And for some information, if that might come along. Oh, I see. All right, well... You know Randy's your man, but uh, I'm here for a little fun tonight. I didn't really come for business, so why don't we mix the two together? <laughs> Is there any other way, Randy? <laughs> I like this one. Who are your friends? <clears throat> Acquaintances. <laughs> <laughs> that guy with the stick up his button, the uh, morals of an angel over there is Hugo. <laughs> and uh, the giant tree bushman over there is I am Cass Yeah, Je- Jeepers Creepers, you're a big boy <laughs> Thank you uh, Hugo, why don't you go get us some drinks? <laughs> Alright, I take out a pad of paper I'll, and I'll join you and I say, I'll join you, what Hugo. does everybody want? So, um, uh, at Thorne I come up with the most complicated cocktail I can think of like root toot and boogie with a sky on the you're side. Ha- you're and halfway through and I'm, a, I'm already walking sauce. away. <laughs> four, four meads, basically, is what we're doing. Yeah. Four, what'd you say? Four meads? Yeah, yeah, okay. So, Randy, yeah, they've, what did you... They've put? got mead, yeah. and it comes in two types. Uh, strong or stronger. Yeah, I like it. So, uh, what did you want to do for fun, Randy? Well, first, why don't you tell me about what information you're looking for? Well, as you probably know, there was a sick prince who's not so sick anymore. Mm. Prince Horngod, I believe. Mm-hmm. Any word on who got him the healing? Now I see what you're looking for. I may have some information related to that, and I'd be willing to give it up. If you can beat me in arm wrestling! Myself? <gasps> Well, we've wrestled before. That came out of left I, field, let me tell you. I did oh, not expect I know. You guys didn't see that coming, eh? I'm a skillful storyteller myself. <laughs> so Randy says, mm, you know, we might be a fair fight, but I always do like a challenge, so uh, I'm going to take a wild guess and say that your big friend Cass here might be the one you put up. But either way, I'm pretty confident in my big beefy arms. <laughs> Hold on one second here. We have to confer. 
Uh, Hugo, he, what's he your... slugs back his mead and it dribbles a bit on his chin. But since he's only got hair on the chops, it's no problem. <laughs> Hugo, what's your strength at? My strength is a nice and average 10. It's a bit, we're all in the same boat. None of us have an advantage here. <laughs> You're, You're better just than the I worst. Am. I'm just the worst. Okay. <laughs> Wait, well, who's got the highest dexterity? It's got to be Thorn, right? Thorn, yeah. Thorn does, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, if we're doing it like some kind well. Oh, he's we're just doing, doing arm, arm wrestling. wrestling where you're not actually fighting. Okay. No. We're just using strength, I'm guessing. Whatever, just do Yeah, it. Cass is going to do it. So I I come back holding like the the pints of mead. Yeah. I'm just like, "Um, what am I doing?" <laughs> you're going to arm wrestle Randy over here. But my arms are full of mead. Well, drink up, bud. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> just made the motion of drinking you can't see that because it's a podcast you moron <laughs> getting into character get me some mead <laughs> actually i have some in the fridge no i do just record i, legit I know have you some. have mead josh gave me some you mead to focus matt <laughs> <laughs> all right so Cass sits down at the table now i'm i'm not really familiar with the uh, human sport of arm wrestling. Are you in Can character s- right now or not? That's <laughs> <laughs> a good question. Can you explain it to me? Yeah, so uh, I've got a little mini game here. For oh, you. it's legit. I love it. It's amazing. Yeah. So um, you're going to arm wrestle against Randy. And there's going to be kind of three phases that you need to move through. So, first things first. I might as well get some information. What's your strength bonus? Zero. Okay, good start. (laughs) Yeah. What is your constitution bonus? Plus one. So, you get one token from your con bonus. You can discard this token at any time to give your roll a plus one. In the first phase, you're going to make a competing roll, d20 plus strength. Um, Whoever wins will move into the second phase, where you roll a d8 plus strength. And then if you're able to win that one, you go to the third, a d6 plus strength, and then that wins. But if you lose, it'll just go back to the previous phase. So if you think, like, the first phase is arms straight up and locked. Second phase, you know, you're you're 45 degrees, you're getting there, and you need to win that third phase to get his arm down on the table. All right. All right, you ready to roll off, Cass? The ultimate challenge of arm wrestling? I think so. This this looks like a a great challenge, new friend. All right. So we start with a D20. All right. Oh, uh uh-oh. I agree. (laughs) What'd you get? Six. (laughs) You got a nat 20. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. She just, like, slammed my arm down on the table. (laughs) No, you you feel the strain. He, he, you know, puts a little pressure. He he comes off strong. Um, So now we're going to roll a D8 out of each other. Hang on a sec. Can I... I don't know if this will affect anything... Can I cast Bless? What does that do? Um, 
You bless up to three creatures of your choice within range whenever a target makes uh, oh an attack roll or a saving throw before the spell ends. They can add a d4. Sorry. I'll allow you to give him a d4 for his choosing. Okay. With, with a bless. Nice. I'll, I'll, I think that would apply. I'll, You're basically rooting him on. Mm-hmm. I'll use it right now. Um, you could choose like after the, the numbers, but I rolled a three on my D eight. Well, I also rolled a three. So with my D with my extra D four, I rolled a seven, but you get, Oh, you don't have a modifier. I have no modifier. Okay. So you get a seven. Okay. So you win that one. Yeah. So now it goes back to the D 20. Now you're even again. Okay. I got a seven, five. <laughs> oh no. Rolling shit. All right. Had too many ale. Go to the D8. Shouldn't have chugged those four (laughs) meads. Shouldn't have chugged that stronger mead. (laughs) He got a one on his D8. I got a three. Okay. We do the 20 again. Oh my god. I got a six. I got an eight. Okay. So now you're you're ahead. You've finally gotten over. Nice. uh, Even. And. Now this is getting your advantage. I I got an eight. Oh, I got a five. Okay, you're getting close. Mm -hmm. His arm's hovering over. He's sweating. It's a d6 now, right? Hugo's getting so into it, I'm just like yelling. I'm like, kill him! Kill him! (laughs) Remember, you still have your your con plus one token. And he rolls a four. I rolled a one. <laughs> okay. Okay. So back to the. So eight. you you lose a little bit of ground. We'll do the D eight again. That's a five. A seven. Okay. Back to the D six. Let's see if you can get this D six. A four. Oh, six. <laughs> okay. What a struggle! But you managed to put him down. Ha <laughs> What great. Very good. What great fun! I enjoyed that thoroughly. Yeah, it was quite a challenge. Can I get you another mead? Always, I'm here all night. (laughs) I go off to the bar. Well, now that your strong friend is off, (laughs) I can definitely share some information. I have more of an emotional strength. (laughs) (laughs) He had to make sure to say that. (laughs) That's great. Good for you, buddy. I pat him on the shoulder. (laughs) Yes, thank you. (laughs) I come back with another round of stronger mead. (laughs) Oh, yes, the stronger mead. So, so, the information, Randy? So, yeah, you you sit down, you, you reminisce and have a few laughs uh, after your, your fun little arm wrestle. And what Randy can tell you is he, he doesn't know who it was, but he knows there was a location involved. And so he's able to tell you... Uh, a rough location of a facility that he had heard a rumor um, was involved with the prince. And so uh, he describes to you this warehouse. Um, It's pretty unique. Um, It's an old ship hall that was turned upside down um, and kind of refitted to be the roof of this warehouse. Um, you know, it's used quite commonly. Um, you know, ships come in, they store their goods there, and then the goods are transported around the city as needed. Um, but he had heard a rumor that 
the medicine for the prince may have moved through this warehouse. Would I know somebody who might have worked at this warehouse? You don't know anyone who's worked there. Um, You're not even really familiar with it. I think you would have maybe a vague idea of seeing it before, just because it is a unique-looking warehouse. Um, But that would be it. He goes, I know that's not too much information, but um, hopefully it's a start. Any way you can point us in the direction of someone who might know more? Well, I mean, I like to deal in rumors and whatever I can get my hands on, but, uh, you know, some people make more of a job out of selling information. They might have more details than I'm able to provide. Okay. I'll go see those low lives. All right, so we're going to go? So, yeah, you guys are able to hang out and drink or finish up. And Well, I've got this... We've got this address from Torek about the, uh, the dwarven merchants. Maybe we should go check that out. Merchants at night, I guess. He gave us an address because there's something going on, like some... Ah, the mm-hmm. event this yeah. evening. Let's check that out. All right. All right. So yeah, you guys Great finish you, up Randy. your stronger meads. <laughs> now, wait, are we, are we in the the dock ward right now? Yep. I mean, would it be worth just having a look around to see if it, this, I mean, this warehouse sounds like based on the fact that it has a ship hull refitted to be a roof, it sounds like it's probably in the dock ward um, rather than going back to the trades ward right now. Or we can go back and always, whatever, come look at another time. Uh, if there's an event going on, I feel like we should not miss the event. All right. That's great. So you're going to go see these uh, merchants first? Yeah. Hugo will be the deciding right. factor, I think, in that. He hasn't said anything. I mean, if we're already here, no sense in making two trips, am I right? I mean, trips don't cost you guys any actual extra effort. No, and the celebration or whatever is on tonight. Whereas if we look around, we might miss it. I feel like going towards this warehouse with more information would be better than having less information. Let's go see the dwarves. All right, dwarves. Dwarves it up. It's a dwarf-heavy day. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So you guys... um, yeah, you take a, a road away from the bar. You're feeling a little loosened up from the meads you guys enjoyed. You start walking through the trade ward. And as you come up to the street that you were told about uh, and start walking down, you see that there's a court at the end. And there's a little, like a short, maybe uh, two-foot wall and, and a kind of rectangular shape. And there's a bunch of dwarves making a bunch of noise around there. And uh, as you come up, you see, yeah, you see five dwarves hanging around what you now recognize is a small, what looks like a small racetrack. And the dwarves are racing lizards. (laughs) I really hoped it was snails, but that'll do. It's a lizard race. So they see you guys coming and they is, hey, how you guys doing? Oh, lizard racing! Yeah! How can I get in on this? Oh, hell yeah! Yeah! Right, we always take a new better on the lizard races. Oh, well, who's uh, who's got better odds to win right now? Oh, my money's on silver. Silver, huh? What are the names of the other ones? <laughs> well, they don't really have names, but they've got colors. <laughs> <laughs> what are the colors of the other ones? 
<laughs> Before we get into that, what are you going to bet? Gold. And what are you, are you just looking to win gold? Uh, you know, we'll trade for anything. I'm wondering about some information as well. That's a nice looking rapier. You can always put that up. Nope. <laughs> this thing? Okay, information. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> yeah, information I'd be looking for. Uh, what do you want info on? Guys, guys, listen up. Uh, we hear there was a sick prince who got better. We're looking for how that came about. Prince Horngard. Yes. Yeah, we know about Prince Horngard, but like, we, we might know some things. We can't just tell you everything, right? How about, you know, it's it's a 10 gold buy-in, and if you win, we'll, we'll try and give you some relevant information. Sounds good. Is there a lizard who's like an underdog who has better odds that our gold might go farther? Hmm. All right. It's another mini game. Come on. I'll give you that, but it is another mini game. Damn it. Well, wait, you know what? No, let me, let, let me just do this. Still. Let me do this. <laughs> let me just do this. Let me just do this. So uh, on this one, you can all play. Mm-hmm. And so what's going to happen is there are six lizards. They're going to be set up at the starting line. And you're all going to roll a D4 three times. And whoever gets the highest, their lizard wins. Now, there is a choice of lizards. So, there is uh, a blue, a gold, a green, a red, a silver, and a gray. Now, are these lizards, like, they, they seem to be, like, captive? Or does it look like they were just, like, caught? We're not here for him. Tells them to turn against their masters. Shh. <laughs> they're, they're like captive. They've been used for like racing. Okay. So my question goes back. Is there a lizard that has, that is a clear underdog <laughs> that has better odds? No, there's no like better odds. All the odds are the same. Okay. So can I have a second alone with the lizard that I choose? <laughs> This guy's got some weird lizard stuff going on, but uh, no, you can't. Yeah, uh, we can't let you touch the lizard. Like you might alter it. Oh or, my like, god! I don't know. I wanna... Okay, all right. Cast a spell on it. You know, like all right, fine. You can pick if you want to. I don't know. Talk to it. We'll get, like give you a moment. Yeah, that's what I just want to talk to it. Jeez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You do you, uh, tr- uh, tree boy. You guys are gross. <sighs> Don't touch the lizard. That's for some alone time. But you have to pick your lizard. Which one do you want? What, what colors were there again? <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, silver, blue, gold, gold green, gray, silver, blue, red, and red. gray. <laughs> I'm going for gold. I love gold. I pick green. That gray one looks plucky. So three of the other dwarves put their money on the remaining colors. Okay, and just as as we're getting started, mm-hmm. I kind of bend down to my lizard, and using speech of beast and leaf, <laughs> um, I'm gonna speak. For sweet nothings. I'm gonna speak in druidic, and I'm gonna I'm gonna say. Just go out there and you, have fun. If you. <laughs> 
I'm going to say, if there's anything that you can do to help win this race, I will ensure your freedom. It blinks a few times and then licks its foot. <laughs> cool, 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 cool. Cool, cool, cool. See how it goes. Oh, my God. All right. So now that you guys are locked in with your choices, here's how the mini game goes. So as I said, you're going to roll a D4 three times, and the highest number is going to win. Now, Hugo and Thorn, mm-hmm. you don't know this as your character, but your lizards are a little bit better than the Woo! others. Yes. They're going to get a plus one on their rolls. Sorry, sorry, Cass, but yours is a... Shit lizard. Yeah, it's a shit lizard. Don't make fun of Cleanfoot. He's <laughs> got a name. Nice. All right. So roll your dice. You really did pick the dog, Matt. Your other guys get plus one. <laughs> Just say what our highest number is. No, add them all up. Uh, add them all up. And you get a plus one. And on then let game. me know what your total score is. Okay. All right, I got nine. I also got nine. I got ten. So, yeah, you, all the lizards are lined up. There's there's a little checkered barrier. Uh, one of the dwarfs uh, hits a lever and it lifts up, and these lizards take off. Four of them are going at top speed. They're on their hind legs. You know, their front's lifting up. Two of them are a little slower. The slower ones are the... Clean foot. No. Uh, the blue and red. As they get down the track, the one from the one in gold starts pulling ahead. The silver and gray are close behind. And as it gets down to the finish, gold passes the line first. Big winner goes to Thorn. Collusion. This is the one who talked to his animal about giving him his freedom. I bend down to little clean foot and I say, it was a good attempt, buddy. I I can't help you this time. And I hand him a good berry. He goes, hey, hey, hey. okay, you already did it, but uh, he's going to be sleepy now for the next race. You already lost. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. Right, I can tell you're a little heated about the lizard race, but hey, congratulations uh, there. Yeah, what does he win? Uh, great pick. Just the information. But do I also win the 10 gold everyone bought in with? <laughs> um, they'll say, since your lizard did such an excellent job, they think they can give you um, some quality information. So they'll, they'll ask first. They'll say, before we give out information, do you know anything so far? We wouldn't want to be redundant. And uh, since this is a bit of a trade... You know, if we give you information you already know, it's not valuable to you, so... Are you trying to get more information? (laughs) Of course not! (laughs) Wink, wink, wink. I will... (laughs) (laughs) How dwarves laugh. Okay. Yeah, in this multiverse. (laughs) We know about the warehouse, that the medicine might have gone through there. Uh, the ship hall warehouse. Mm-hmm. But that's all you know so far, eh? I haven't really uh, been asking around. You were our top resource. All right. Kim highly recommended. <laughs> yeah, she's a charmer. Hey, hey boys. Yeah, yeah. Well, charm right. and get me more information. <laughs> Doesn't it always? 
So yeah, you may know about the warehouse, and uh, they they confirm its location and uh, what it looks like, and they'll confirm to you that uh, they they also they also knew that it may have been involved um, in transferring the medicine, but they'll give you a little more. So let's say if you've never been there, you know we we know it's being guarded, and. Not many guilds have access to it. It's a private warehouse. Uh, we've noticed that it's guarded. There's uh, We know that there's a large front door where they're able to take in the goods. But there's also a small back door entrance that might be an option if you're looking to take a peek. Yeah, all, all secrets. All secrets. Yeah. Do you know what guilds? No, like n- no guilds use this. It's a, it's a privately owned warehouse. You just said, like, hardly any guilds or something along that. Uh, well, I guess, like, yeah. The, they don't know of, of guilds that use this. Some of them are guild-associated or, or associated with certain merchant groups. Probably I mean, owned um, by anyone in particular? They don't know. But this one's a, a private ownership. It's not one for general use. And then, yeah, they give you information about the doors in that they know of. Um... They'll tell you it does have two floors. There's the main floor, and um, from the outside, at least, they could tell that there must be somewhat of a second floor to it. But yeah, it's it's pretty mysterious. Not many people know about it, and it's kept very secure. But they're able to give you like a detailed uh, location for it. Can we ask them like how many people normally guard this? Can they tell us that? They talk amongst themselves, you know, there's some muttering, there's some back and forth, and they say, um, Jeff here, he he says he was by there the other night and saw two sturdy-looking guards out the front, at least, um, but, sorry, what was that, Jeff? Oh, he also saying that it was lit up at night, so, you know, most places, you know, security's a little looser at night, but apparently there's some candlelight in there during the the dark times. <laughs> uh, dark times. But yeah, I hope that information can help you guys. Do you, uh, I don't know what else. Do you think that maybe the warehouse is privately owned by a noble family? Hard to say on that one. You know what? I can give you one more piece of information that will help. I'm glad. So one of the doors comes over and he says, um, you know, we know the warehouse but there is some closer-kept information that, you know, we've been curious as well. It's privately owned. We don't know who's using it. So we've been sleuthing a little bit. And we believe some, some group is using this symbol to mark their wares. And so just in the sand beside the track, he draws out a little bit of, like, a sigil. Um, it's kind of just a... A small pattern, but it would be recognizable. He'd say, and so, um, what he's telling you basically is, there's going to be a lot of other, you know, trade goods and stuff that's likely in there. But if you're looking strictly for the medicine that went to the prince, you know, he has a source that told him that this symbol should be marked on the crates that are meant to go for the prince. So that'll help you locate. Uh, potentially what, you know, what the medicine might be if you were to, say, 
snoop around in there. All right. Thank you. We appreciate it. And it was fun racing with you. Yeah, it was a great time. Thanks for joining us. I'll have to come by again sometime. No, we do this every Thursday. (laughs) We'll be back. So when we walk away a little bit, I'm going to look to Hugo and be like, look, I know you're not close with your family right now, and we're not that close, but I think we might need that last bit of information from a noble family. Is there any way you know someone who could help get us a bit more information? Hmm. I mean, I suppose we could swing by the old uh, homestead and, uh, you know, the old estate and uh, maybe Mm -hmm. poke around a little bit. See if uh, maybe if any of the groundskeepers know anything. Yeah, Hugo, to help you out, I'd say like it doesn't need to be your direct family, but you would have someone who's been in the employ kind of... um, I don't know what the term would be. Who, someone who looks after the logistics of running like a large home, like like your family likely owns. We we call him the the fancyman. Yes, the fancyman. Fitz monster fancyman. <laughs> FMFM. The Fitz monsters fancyman. Yeah, the fancyman takes care of all the um, logistics throughout the day. He's like a chief of staff. Well, let's go talk to the Fitzman fancyman. All right, so yeah, he knows you. You know he would likely be on on uh, on like the estate property, and uh, you could probably find him while avoiding your your family members if you wish to do Sweet. so. Sweet, yeah. I don't have any great compliments to rub in my dad's dumb fucking face yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So this does lead the question, though. Once I destroy a guild in the city, then he'll respect me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Tim, I'll, I'll let I'll let you describe where the Fitzmonster household is. Hugo, I was thinking you probably either live in the Sea Ward or in the North Ward. Um, I'll go with the Sea Ward because the North Ward just All sounds right. like a North Ward, North Ward. You know, it's just unpleasant <laughs> in the mouth. <laughs> North Ward, North Ward, North Ward. Now your house could be closer to the arena. Or um, to the church district. Oh, uh, yeah, the arena for sure. I mean, my parents are basically, well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Either. Jerks? I don't know what's happening. <laughs> yeah, no. Did I say the clo- Wait, what happens in the arena? Uh, the arena is your classic fighting fighters arenas. Sometimes events are held there. But also, there's, freg- <laughs> there's fairly regular challenges that you could do. So you, you can test your metal, you can try and earn some money, you can place bets on other people's fights, um, and then, yeah, sometimes they have special events there as yeah, well. Yeah, I think they'd be close to the the church, uh, the uh, the arena, because my, my mom's got, like, a, just a little bit of bloodlust. <laughs> <laughs> nice. It's always good to have a bit of bloodlust. So, yeah, you make your way over, uh, you enter the property... Since it is a bit later at night, you figure your boring-ass jerk parents are probably sleeping. Uh, but like the hard worker he is, uh, your dude is hanging around the property and you find him pretty easy. Bonaparte. How are you, old man? Young sir, very good to see you. I am doing well, as always. Great. It's been a while. You, you look well. Have you been improving? 
Oh, oh yeah, the studies are going great. These are two of my classmates. I just turn around, I'm like, fucking play along. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we're just, um, you know, I was hoping to do a special school project here. The school that I'm still definitely enrolled in. Um, <laughs> we're we're trying to figure out a problem here, and we we're, we're looking to know if we can find out some background information on how the prince was healed from his recent ailment. I think we're we're just trying to you know focus in on some kind of healing uh, spell to craft at the uh, wizarding college that I still go to. That's uh, quite sensitive information, young sir. How about this? I will test you on your development. And if you succeed, I will provide you some information. Come on, man. Okay, so uh, welcome to the third mini game of the night. This one's called Proud Lord. <laughs> this one's called Proud So what you're going to do is you're going to compete in social skills. Um, you're going to challenge... Uh, what did you name Bonaparte. him? Bonaparte. Okay, you're going to challenge Bonaparte five times. Um, the majority success wins. Uh, you can only use uh, a skill once, and each player will have a plus two token to add to any role. Um, there's going to be deception, persuasion, intimidation, insight, and investigation. Wait, we're all basically he doing this. Uh, no, I think just Hugo is going to okay, do this. Good. And so, yeah, Bonaparte is going to go through those, and you can you can pair up whichever one you want against him. Okay, so let me get this straight. Do I? Is it a plus two to one roll, or can I do plus one to two rolls if I want? So you get your natural bonus um, if you have any like bonuses to those skills, but. You get like a token that's plus two. You can use it once. Okay. And you can only, you can't split it. Gotcha. Up. Gotcha. Okay. But you can kind of choose your your stronger or weaker skills um, depending on what you want to do. Um, he's got a plan of how he's going to progress based on what he's good at. So basically, what what he's doing is. He's kind of having a conversation with you and questioning you and quizzing you on things. And that's going to be represented by these different skills. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So he's going to start off with a bit of a deceptive speech towards you. See how, how you handle it. So he's got an 11. So you need to pick a skill that you think he can beat, that you think you can beat an 11. So which skill would you like to use? Mm. I'm going to go with deception of my own. Okay. I got an 11. Ooh. And that's with your whatever bonus you have to deception? Yes. Okay. Um, Very good. That's a tie. Still good. Equally matched. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's going to use some persuasion against you now. Ooh, that's a tough one. You have to beat a 16. Okay. Gonna hit him with some insight. Uh, so I have a plus five. So that would be a 15, and I'll add my plus two marker on that to make it a 17. Oh, very insightful, young sir. 
doing an excellent job. Yeah, that's right. Boner fart. Oh, you want to intimidate <laughs> me? Here's some intimidation of my own. It's it's a nine. He's not that intimidating. He's <laughs> not so great at it. Um, I'll go with investigation, because that's a minus one for me. So hopefully I can beat a nine. I got a total of 14. Nice. Oh, yep. You beat him on that. Um, he tries some insight of his own. And it's terrible. He gets a one. Forgets, he forgets the point he was going to make. <laughs> um, I will go with intimidation back. Yeah. Oh, it's a 19. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a devastating win. He just couldn't come back from boner fart. Like, how do you come back from that? <laughs> All right, and finally, he'll use his own investigation check. And it's a 15 you have to beat. Oh, we're down to persuasion. No, I didn't pull that one out. That's a nine. So he finally snags a win at the end. But he'll say, I'm very impressed, young sir. Yeah, it seems like you've grown quite a bit since we last talked. Uh, maybe it's thanks to your friends here or... Uh, you know, whoever, whoever's been helping you grow, but nonetheless, very impressive. I'd like to take this minute to uh, say that I taught him everything I know he knows, and that I am <laughs> so very glad to have him as my protege. I also am a student. <laughs> <laughs> Told us to play along. Very big for a student. Thank you. He's been held back like five times. I think if you put Cass in a class, he'd be the kid who's just staring outside the window, like at the trees all day. <laughs> talking to talking the squirrels. To <laughs> yeah, talking to the plants. When he's out for recess, he just sits and talks to a bush all recess. Aw, that sounds nice. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Bonaparte, what you got? What do you know about this uh, whole prince situation and the illness that he had? So what we know is that Many royal families and many guilds put, uh, obviously, their best effort into coming up with a cure. But as, as far as I had heard, none of them were able to come up with anything. Everything they had tried failed. Um, so whoever finally accomplished this is, f uh, with fair confidence, an independent party. Um, which is strange for the city. I mean, most anyone with any uh, significant... Uh, power or influence is associated in some way. So yes, it would likely be an independent party. It's not helpful. Now, even even the uh, the way that this medicine was provided has been kept very secret. We know it was shipped in, um, likely came on an unlisted boat, and was... Uh, ferried to the prince in a very shadowy way. It was stored somewhere before being brought into the castle ward. But I don't know how it was managed to sneak into the castle ward. You know, it's watched very carefully and, you know, all the royal families and merchant guilds have their own kind of spies about. Um, so I can tell you it was kept very secret. He will reiterate the information about the symbol and say while they don't know the individuals that are responsible, 
um, they were able to find that this symbol was possibly being used by them, but that's still under investigation. He will say that um, it's likely he he's from his information. It's not totally confirmed, but it may be that whatever this cure is, isn't a one-time deal. You know, for something as severe as the what the prince had as an illness, it may require multiple treatments, and so with some investigation, there still might be evidence of what is going on. He doesn't think this is a one and done. Likely they still need to uh, sneak in this medicine into the castle ward for the prince. Yep, someone's got to empty that colostomy bag, am I right? Okay, what do you, can you tell us? Does he know anything about the benevolent hand? <laughs> we know it's a new guild in town. Uh, they've been growing quite quickly. I mean, as you know, uh, adventuring certifications are hard to come by. They're they're licensed out by by the city, and so guilds, you know, fight with each other to um, have more seals to give out to their members. You know, thus allowing them to have more members under their uh, under their control. But the benevolent hands seems to have some connections of quality because when when the lottery came up for the year, they were given. Um, quite a few, like guild guild seals, uh, to give out. So they've been growing fast. They have some influence with with someone higher up in the city, and um, yeah, they've been doing work around town. They seem very committed to the people. Uh, they don't specialize in any one thing. They seem to be more of like a generalist guild, you know, where the Fighters Guild or the Mages College or, you know. The, the druidic uh, circle, you know, they, they all have specialties, but the benevolent hand, you know, it's for the people, by the people, it seems. Uh, they've also had a bit of a strange structure, I can tell you, where in an attempt to get more manpower, we see them using non-registered members a lot. So what they'll do is, every quest they'll send out one licensed guild member, but likely they'll have many unlicensed members under them and that way they can uh you know have more manpower even though they're not all licensed so only one person is turning in and only one person is official uh, but they're kind of doing that to skirt the rules on restricted adventuring i'll be sure to bring that up at our next condo board meeting oh if there's not anything else i think that's all i can provide yeah. One last question. Does our family own anything in the docks district? I don't know if you guys own anything. There may be some boats that you that you like uh, regularly hire as a family to like import and export goods. I don't. Th- I wouldn't say you guys right out own any property. You would probably have like businesses that you use regularly, Sweet. but that would be about it. Okay. Just so when we go and make a mess of that. Uh ship hull warehouse um you know i won't have egg on my face by having killed my own parents employees <laughs> no you know like you know there's a couple boats that you guys use on the regular to like bring in goods and yeah it's very above board um for all the business that you guys do all right are we stepping away from beauregard or whatever his name is bonaparte yeah okay. bonaparte. bonaparte right 
All right, young sir, make sure to to keep keep clean. What's what? And study hard. We bathe him twice daily, sir. Uh, he was always a very stinky boy. I had a condition. <laughs> <laughs> Thorn is just eating this up. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. So when we so step away, I'm like, we're walking away. Yeah, yeah. It was it was a mess. It looked like I was wearing snow pants until I was 17. <laughs> And that was like two years ago. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, how old are you? <laughs> um, let's just discuss the fact that it seems that all roads point to us investigating the warehouse. Yep. <laughs> I feel like we've done a lot this night. Maybe we should turn in and stock up and make plan for tomorrow night. Do mm-hmm. we feel like turning in, or do we feel like investigating a celebration? <gasps> Celebrate good times, come on. Um, I will. I don't know if I so much have a celebration. Okay, no, I just, <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm good with. I think I mentioned something about, like, the prince having a celebration, but I don't. Oh, we weren't invited. Quite have that. I get it. <laughs> yeah, it's in the castle ward, you know. More like the asshole ward, am I right? Access. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, we'll celebrate in our own rooms. I said more like the asshole ward. <laughs> yeah, we heard. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 You're not wrong. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Like <laughs> but they Jeff. can afford to be assholes. I, just, I not like didn't even Jeff want to go to that, anyways. <laughs> So Thorn Thorn says we can go celebrate at our own place, and Cass just goes, "Oh, good, because look what I brought." And I pull out like one of the, a small cask of the <laughs> the stronger mead. It's just on oh wow! Pocket. I've just had it. Yeah, yeah. You took a roadie, mm-hmm. <laughs> big time roadie. Well, and even like a small cast too. Like you, you carry that That's like nothing one to me. Hand. It's like a growler for me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <It's> exactly. <nothing. laughs> a furball growler. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Isn't Growler like a Canadian? Is that a Canadian thing? I, I don't know. know. Is it? Yeah. Well, audience, let us know. Do you know what a Growler is? Is that just a Canadian thing? A furball Growler is when your toilet doesn't work and you have to go in the sink. Furbolgs don't use sink. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Like live out in the trees. Oh my god. <laughs>